from the nchc.tv studios. This is College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by the NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe now for all of the action from the best conference in college hockey. The University of Georgia, building the foundations of something bigger. Go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on and off the ice. Jets Pizza. We're not just pizza. Try our sidekicks, salads, calzones, and more at jetspizza.com. Adrian College. Championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to adrianbulldogs.com slash mhockeyd1. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 National Champions as they look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at thespaghettishack.com. University of Mary. Tickets and schedule information, visit us at goumary.com. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining, tickets, VIP experiences, and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jessieraysbarbecue.com. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the nchc.tv studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, to another Monday night, which means it's another Monday night edition of College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from Tempe, Arizona, for very good reason. I'm in the parking lot of the Spaghetti Shack on rural and Guadalupe roads. They have about another hour and a half of their second anniversary special. I just finished mine, added a meatball or two, and uh, enjoyed a $2 small shack, which is a half pound of spaghetti, uh, tomato sauce, uh, the marinara sauce, and um, added a couple of meatballs. So, uh, yeah, saw Joey, uh, the uh, owner, one of the owners, uh, hard at work, said it was a very busy day for the Spaghetti Shack on their second anniversary. My co-host, as always, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, Mr. Paul Hornstein, Paul, how are things on the island tonight? Um, on the island, they're fine. I don't know about anything about an estate. In the estate, but no, yeah, estate things aren't good. Estate. No, well, I don't okay. know any, where. Let's let's clear this all up right now. You stayed in the estate all day today. What We're estate? Doing a little professional development. No, stop! Stop! Stop, stop! Yes, there, there was no, there, 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 there was none of this. Did the servants this, bring you food, drinks? There's none stuff. of this. Um, how far was the commute today from the bedroom to the basement? Um, 100 feet? No, (laughs) no, 50 feet. No, (laughs) that would be like double the size of my house. Did you just slide down the the steps? And well, if I the the dog would like that because the dog tries to knock me over as I go down. Jeez, unbelievable. Well, as I started to tell everybody here, the Spaghetti Shack celebrating their second anniversary. Hard to believe it's already been two years for Joey and the guys. The Sun Devil Love, the formal, former Sparky himself, Joey Palmer, as here. Um, and he's got 
everything going in three locations at the Spaghetti Shack, and I just enjoyed a fantastic half pound of spaghetti um, sauce and a couple of meatballs. Right. And then Joey, Joey threw in a couple of uh, uh, garlic breads for me to take with me. So That's I had nice of him. Yeah. Um, but anyway. What's up, Joey, my man? Forks up, my friend. Yep, he is doing a bang-up job with the Spaghetti Shack. If you haven't eaten here yet, you need to get here. If you want to get a $2, get out here quickly before 9 o'clock tonight, any one of the locations, and take advantage of that incredible offer. But we're talking hockey. Half a pound is a lot. I know. I ordered two orders. Well, you had to get one for the executive producer. Well, yeah, but I'm going to eat most of it. The, t- okay. the tomato sauce is hard on her, so uh, I will eat most of the, uh, the spaghetti. And, of you course, the meatballs. oh, I got the meatballs. Okay. <laughs> that, there's, that's a no. And every night except tonight, you can every Monday night except tonight, you can come out and get uh, Meatball Mania, I think they call it, or Mon- Meatball Monday, where they give you uh, a two-for-one on meatballs. So you buy one, you get two. You buy two, you get four. So you get the picture. I do. Yeah, good stuff. One day, Joey. Um, one day. <laughs> one day soon, by the way. Yeah, those uh, those days just keep ticking, ticking, ticking. And now that you got some professional development today, might yeah, speed I, the process. Yeah, I'm very professionally developed. Okay. <laughs> Good. We all feel better now. Uh, anyway, a couple of big shout-outs before we get going on the show, besides the Spaghetti Shack, where I, again, am outside their location right now. Uh, I couldn't take the chance to drive out to Maricopa and get there in time. So I said, you know what? Podcast from the parking lot. I've done it before. I'll do it again. Well, that's uh, true. So anyway, that's where I am uh, currently. Paul, of course, in the big uh, comfort of a palatial estate. Yeah. But anyway, um, we'll jump into uh, a couple of shout outs today. Jake Livanovich, the Phoenix kid, freshman right. at the University of North Dakota, is the NCHC Defensive Player of the Week. Picked up three points on the power play. All three came on the power play. Um, I think they said he had three blocks on Saturday night, which if you see Jake, Jake's not a very big kid. So if he's he's buying in to taking shots uh, as well, man, kudos to him. Well, listen, you know, everybody else is doing it. Yep. Yep. And that's what it takes to win hockey games. Well, absolutely. I mean – you got to have a, a whole team buy-in. Yep. You know, I mean, you know, everybody's winning teams have everybody play 200 feet. Yep, they sure do. Okay, let me tell you. Or at least there's Can I tell you who the goaltender of the week was? Um, do I want to know? Caden, the sponge, Americo. Who? From the Colorado College Tigers. Oh, just no. Stop <laughs> it. It's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Oh, coaches love it. They love it. Hyping up the Tigers. <sighs> By the we, way, we, you we got hyped a little them up insight. You're we hyped them up. What? We hyped them up plenty. We don't need to be. You want to be the PA announcer? Go get, be a PA announcer. <laughs> It's Tiger. And stop with the awful nicknames. Just stop. Oh, Caden the Sponge. Uh, that that's <sighs> not that's not awful. That is the truth, man. Pucks come to him, boom, stick right to him. And uh, he wants to get better at his rebound control. He said, 
Well, that's good. Most goalies should. If he gets better at his rebound control, just forget it. Forget it. You're not going to beat him. Might yeah. as well just hand him the Richter now. <sighs> I knew okay. that one I mean, would get you. I knew that. I knew I'd finally hit the point where I that mean, would get you. <laughs> listen, he's a, he, he would be a legitimate candidate. Okay. Fair. You know, I, I don't know about this year, but. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a caveat on that. You don't know about this year. What more do you want the kid to do? He plays in the best conference in college he hockey. Does. He's been the goal during the week about five weeks. Uh, no. At least three, maybe four. This might have been number four. I'd have to go back and look, but he's well, had at least three, and he's been the goaltender of the month at least once. Listen, I, 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 if you're asking me, he's is he the best goalie in the conference? Yes. Who who's gonna beat him? Who's gonna beat him? There's others that are closely equal, but there's nobody that's better. Jacob Fowler, yeah, I like him. Um, who's your boy Trey Augustine from Michigan State? Like him. But they're they're on equal. Both three are on an equal level right now. And it's going to come down to who leads their team down the stretch to get to the promised land. And Jacob Fowler certainly took steps. I don't think Trey Augustine took steps this weekend, splitting with the team from Minnesota. I don't think I don't think he did. But well, I can say Caden and Barrico stepped okay. up big time okay. this weekend. Listen, did they did they need did they get a couple of big time wins? Yes, they did. Okay. Um, again, do I score? think two to one? Both of them. Yes. That means he gave up two goals on the weekend. Yes. Happen to know how many shots he saved over like, the weekend? Look, real close to seventy. Um, listen again. I am not telling you he's not the best goalie in the conference. <laughs> what are you telling me then? Uh, what I'm telling you is that when you look at some of the other goalies around the country. And, you know, this is kind of how... Now, listen, you know, you want to make them a favorite for next year, especially if they get into the tournament? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Next year? Yeah. Next year? Yeah. He'll be a favorite, all right, if he's still in the league no, he's not and going not anywhere. in the NHL. He's not going anywhere. Okay. I mean, I don't know that for a fact. Not you. I don't have. I don't have people. You know, I don't have the whole world telling me. But you know, I I, I don't. I don't Let have people coming to kiss my ring. His value is climbing every single week. Oh, no doubt. I, listen, I'm not. And you know what? There's a team that's got 16 NHL wins in a row. I believe. Yes. That could really use a stellar goaltender. Um, well, there aren't too many teams that couldn't use a stellar goaltender. Well, there's a few that are pretty solid. I mean, I, I didn't, that Vegas group, when they're healthy, they're they're pretty good. Uh, except Embarico's not drafted by anybody. Be yeah, free agent. I know. I know. And, you know. He but, can go to the highest suitor. Well, it's true. I mean, again, I, you know, I would sit here and tell you that uh, – and people are going to look at the numbers, so it matters, right? Vinny Duplessis on the defending national champion Quinnipiac with a one nine seven goals against. Who did he play? Same... What? Who's he played? 
Stop. You, Has he played defending Denver? National cha- defending national champions. No, I'm talking this year. Has he played Denver? Again, defending national champions. Do you want me to look up Quinnipiac's schedule? I can do that. <laughs> what the, you know? Um, so you're going to hold. You're going to hold. Um, you're going to hold that against uh, oh. Tommy Scarfoni over at RIT. Uh, I'm going to hold it against everybody because that's what they hold against the Arizona State Sun Devils. Well, that's true. But and their I record. Mean, this is true. I mean, but, you know, Quinnipiac, you know, it, it, listen, I, they're just telling you, that you they're going to get – he's going to get numbers and respect because he's the defending national – the team is the defending national champions. And here, here's um, the joke of it all. Um, it's not about who the best goaltender is and who's playing the best who's played the toughest competition. It's a popularity contest. You know, That's what I mean, popularity again, contest. And again, the sponge needs more popularity. Well, he'll get it if they keep winning. Again, he's the best goalie in the conference. Um, you know, uh, Tommy Scarfoni at RIT. I've been telling you about him for a few weeks oh, now. Yeah. I've seen him. I've seen him. Uh, a two one five goals against and a nine three two save percentage. Right. We talked about Fowler. We've talked about feedback. Um. The guys that are like have the lowest goals, uh, a little bit of the lower goals against, um, you know, again, uh, Ian Shane is helping Cornell. He's 11, 2, and 4, right? But he's got a 171 goals against and a 9 point and a 0.919 save percentage. Um, all good goaltenders. Let's, 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 all good let's, 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 right. Well, all let's shout out. Also, all I want to Jake say is, Seibel at at St. Thomas, <laughs> yeah, with a one point seven seven goals against, and basically the highest save percentage in the country at nine three six. So all I want to say is, I'm just take everything into consideration. I am take take number of shots faced, who those shots were from, I, I, week I, in I, and week out, who you're playing. Um, if you want to look at Caden and Barico's numbers, take a look at him from North Dakota on. He played North Dakota. He played Minnesota. He played Minnesota Duluth. I understand who he's. I he I, I get who he's played. Um, Again, it's that he's the the best goalie in the best conference. That yeah. doesn't directly translate to a record. Oh, oh, oh okay. Anyway, I, I made my case for Caden. I will always make my case for Caden. The kid is an outstanding. Person, athlete, and I'll bet you there is nobody in college hockey that works harder than Caden Embarico. And I have heard it from his coaches, from his teammates. I've even seen it. He just about lives in Ed Robeson Arena during the hockey season and during the summer. And during the summer. No, not like him. Even his teammates will say that. They're going like, he's madman. He's just here all the time. Well, listen, I'm here all the time. I'm sitting here telling you he's the best goalie in the best conference. Thank you. You know, maybe next so that, year will be different. Be best, maybe that should be the best goaltender in the country. Well, the best goalie in be. the best conference. I know it's not likely because CC doesn't get anything. They don't get any kind of recognition. Well, listen, we, we it understand. wasn't for us. By the way, not for nothing. Okay. Um, you know, next year I'll have more competition. From who? when they add a ninth star to the logo. <laughs> okay. Let's go with that. Don't, don't worry, Joe. I got your back, baby. I got your back. Um, nice. All right. Nice. Um, 
So, and, and we, we talk about ASU not winning in regulation. And listen, here's the reason why we do. Because of the situation that they're not in a conference. You know, out of the, out of, for, some, for a strange reason, it hit me. I need to go look and see all those overtime wins for CC where they would be. Uh, if they won those games, and and we're, just, I'm not taking, I'm not saying take w- losses and make them wins. But if you take the wins and make them regulation wins as opposed to overtime wins, they're sitting at ten in the pairwise and not having to worry about what happens in the conference tournament. Yep. Well, here's the thing. And, that's that's the growing process, and I I bet you that. Uh, if we had Chris Mayotte sitting across the table from us right now, he would say, you know what, that's one more thing along with the power play that we have to get down and learn how to close out games in regulation and score more power play goals, and that's the evolution. Well, I, yeah, that and I'm not. Would be year, that would be year four evolution, I would guess, in, in in what they're seeing because they're learning to win games right now. They just have to learn to win them in regulation. And that will come when they start converting on the power play. And again, I'm not knocking them for it. No, no. Nice just, escape because Chris will probably listen to this. So will Menino. <laughs> well, listen, and, I'm, and, and listen, I'm not, and I'm probably not saying something that they haven't thought of because they're much smarter than I am. Well, yeah, we're all going to agree with that. Okay. <laughs> so. But are they Again, are they professionally developed? That's what we want to know. Well, probably because we not know you are it, after today. After today, yeah, yeah you're And of course, by developed. the way, those five points would have them tied for second in the conference instead of tied for third. Yeah. Yep. So well, that's that's the step. I mean, ask Chris Mayotte if he he would. Uh, well, they would take this in a heartbeat if you'd have said oh, yeah. it at the beginning of the year or the beginning of the uh, tenure of Chris Mayotte. Yeah. If I mean, you and year three could be right now where you are, you're going to take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Now, let's get back to the stupid pairwise BS. It, you play <sighs> to win hockey games. Okay. Right. That's why you play the games to win hockey games. Really? So if you're going to put it into overtime and you're going to allow them to play to win in overtime, right? then then why doesn't it count like like a regulation win? That's bullshit. Sorry, that's BS. Ooh, that was that was pretty. That's not the first time I have ever yeah. heard you come close. Uh, yeah, that was you, BS. You've been talking to Zombo or or yeah, little. <laughs> that was BS because you know what? I mean, sometimes you got to fix something that's archaic and broken. And the pairwise right now is archaic and broken. And you've told me the same thing. They. The, the reason that they went into this pairwise in the first place or part of the reason was to get teams to play outside their comfort zone of their own buildings. But the other thing is there wasn't any independent teams when the pairwise was instituted. Now there's how many, Paul? Six? Uh, yeah, six for the rest of this year and five after this. Yeah, we think. There could be six. Somebody could somebody could jump somebody up. Somebody could. You never know. But, you know, um, but anyway. Either way, there's a lot of pairwise adjustments that need to be made because of the independence. It, it's not the same. And I'm going to go back to the same thing on ASU. You can call me Homer. You can call me whatever. I'll call you that anyway just because, you know. 
Yeah, well, I got black and gold pom poms too. So there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, I wore my Tiger shirt on Sunday because you know what? They deserved it. After that weekend, those boys deserved a little showing off, if you will. Um, so anyway, uh, here's the deal. When Arizona State played on the road as much as they had, and right. they finally got Mullet Arena last year and this year, and teams had to reciprocate to come back and play them, and they wanted to because, right. A, it's in Tempe, Arizona. Correct. And, two, it's a beautiful building that they can come and play in now. They all want to come here. So why are you punishing Arizona State for winning games at home? It's uh, a good question. There is no reason to, to punish them. them. There is no reason to punish them. You know, if you want to give a bonus point two to winning on the road, okay, I'll do that. But don't give them a negative point two to a point eight, basically, for winning at that home. Is almost, that is almost half a point. That's crazy. That is and that's crazy. the first time I've actually thought about that yeah, that's, difference. Yeah. Point eight to point one two. That's a, yeah. that's a big difference. Yeah, and all um, you're doing is winning the game at home, and you play to win hockey games. So if you win them, you know, if you want to give them a little more credit for winning on the road, you think that's a plus? Okay, go ahead. But don't take away from them winning at home. I mean, holy cripes. They're, they're only, their opportunity to play at home and, and be reciprocated a little bit for the amount of time that they spend on the road uh, while they were growing the program, and you're going to punish them? And by punish, I mean... There's one team that has 20 wins. There's a couple of teams that have 18 now. But that's because ASU had a weekend off. If they win two games this weekend against Lindenwood, and that's not not set in stone, you got to go play the game. Got to play the game. But if you win two games, you're going to have 19 wins. You're going to be second then. Um, well, I mean, it's probably not what the other teams do, but right. you're still in the upper echelon. You're in the top 10 in the country. So you talk about CC could be top 10. There's no reason why Arizona State's not tep- top 10 now. And I'll say that right now. The pairwise can figure it out at the end of the year. But for right now, the teams that are in the top 10 should have to have at least 16 wins. If you don't have 16 wins, you shouldn't be in the top 10. Maybe you will be at the end of the year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying currently, right now, January, whatever it is. <laughs> well, I, I'll say this. All right. Yeah. I, I'll say this. Um, I, I think with the pairwise is, if you know, and I'm just kind of looking at the schedule from the beginning of this year. Right. You've had a couple of, like, Ohio State played at Mercyhurst. Right, those those were the kinds of matchups that the pairwise was introduced to try and facilitate, right? And then you had series like, you know, like you had Denver going east to play Providence in BC. Um, you had, um, and we know there are connections, right? Uh, Michigan State played at Air Force, and and Denver went up to to to, to Anchorage and. And and I forget who went up to Fairbanks, but those are the kinds of matchups that the pairwise was supposed to inspire. And you know, as I look through the schedule, um, there's not a lot of those every week. 
you know, there, there should be more of them. Well, A, I'm not going to argue with that. And B, I know what the Parawise was set out to do, but that should have nothing to do with punishing a team for winning games. No, no, but they were on the road. But they were based on what we were told, right? And then we're, you know, we're using a lot of the interview we had with Derek Schooley for this argument. Based on what he said, and he would know because he was basically there. Okay. The, the 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 point of it was to get more matchups like that. Yep, I totally get it. So then why did As, you, that why was, did you that reduce was, the value of a win at home? Right. The, well, again, you know, Wasn't, this would wouldn't it be enough incentive to say, hey, if you win on the road against anybody, we're gonna give you one point two? Why wouldn't that be enough? Why do you have to punish them for being at home and say you're gonna get a point eight if you win at home? <sighs> But a point one two if you went on the road. Well, again, you know, the way it was explained and the way you think about it is okay, that was to encourage teams to play on the road. So that and Derek said it himself, teams, you know, couldn't eat I mean, they could still do it, obviously. But it was to discourage um you know, and it was it was to discourage the haves from never having to go on the road to play the quote have nots. I get that. But that okay. doesn't mean you know if you're that as, doesn't mean for the you foot- take away from a home win. You know it, give them bonus points for going on the road and winning. Just like you do, you give them two extra games if you go to Alaska, correct? Yes. Okay. So give them give them the bonus points for winning on the road if that's what you want. Make that that's the incentive. Fine. But don't take away but here's what's happening, Paul. Here's well, what's happening. Arizona State's being punished for winning games at home for home dates that they've earned over the past three, four years. So that those points that are being taken away from them for winning games at home have probably kept them out of a 14, 15, or 14, 13, maybe 12 in the pairwise. All right, I can't do that kind of – I don't have the ability to do that kind of math. I didn't ask you to. I didn't ask you to. Oh, I'm just good, telling good. you to look at it. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. 17 wins. How many of them are, are at home? 14? A bunch of them. Right. So you multiply 14 times the point eight, and then you multiply 14 times one, 1. 1.0, and that difference could be enough to keep them out of the tournament. That's what I'm arguing. That's the point that I'm making is don't punish teams for winning at home, but give them bonus points if they win on the road. If you want to give them 1.25 for winning on the road, do it. Or you want to give them 1.3, give it. But don't take away from winning at home because you shouldn't be punished for winning a home game. Well, Period. They, they've actually lost, you know, they, they actually had a three-game losing streak at home. Okay. So well, you look I, at I understand what you're saying. Well, of course, they haven't played a whole lot of road games, so most yeah. of their losses are going to be at home too. I mean, yeah, but has anybody else lost at home? Has Denver lost at home? Did North Dakota lose at home? Oh yeah, I under, listen. I again, um, they should make us have a say in this because <laughs> we, they should. Because I love make it. it. We would make it better. Oh yeah, I mean, if the problem with it is 
you started down the road a little bit when you said to make the haves play the have-nots. And clearly right now, the pairwise is geared up for the haves. When you look at the yeah. pairwise right now and you see who's, who's where in the pairwise, it's, it's the haves that are getting all the breaks and the quote-unquote have-nots that are having to work twice as hard, literally, oh, yeah. to get to where they need to be. And that's not right. Well, because it's those teams, right. you know, um, I, now the ECAC is not normally in this situation, and they're kind of not. Um, but this is not what would normally be expected with, uh, I mean, this is an unusual year where there are two leagues that right now don't have somebody in the top 16. Yep, it is, it is unusual. Not going to argue that. But the bottom okay, but line again, is, once again, do not punish teams for home wins. It's hard enough to win an NCAA hockey game. Ask any coach out there, because they've all told me that I've spoken to, it's hard to win a hockey game, home or away, well, in the NCAA in 2024. Yeah, it's hard. It, it's yeah. not – even if you're at home and you're against – Stonehill, and I'm not picking on Stonehill, but they're winless. Yeah. Ask Rick Zombo how hard it was to get two wins against Stonehill, and and ask Arizona State how hard it was to defeat Stonehill. Ask anybody that's playing Stonehill how hard it's been to get victories against them. Uh, the parity is off off the charts ever since COVID. Parity is soared, so you have to you have to go with the flow. And, and the other way you can do that, and I'm not against this either, is you can add four teams. You can make it a 20-team tournament. 24. Well, I, I'm, I'm not even that greedy. I'll take 20 because, you know, right now, everybody that we've talked to or for the most part has said, yeah, we're good at 16. Are you really? Are you really good at 16 when you're going to see, you know, four to eight teams that really should have the opportunity to play in the tournament that aren't getting it? Because let's be honest, people go to college to get an education and to play competitive sports. And if they go to the NCAA, what do they want to win more than anything while they're in college? Well, most of them a national are realistic. Champion. Well, most. Well, they listen, want to win a national championship, don't they? Well, listen, if you know, I understand, you know, you know, when, when the question gets asked, why do people want to play college hockey? Win a national Can championship. Can you say that without being from Boston? Well, I did. You know, uh, you know, I'm just quoting lines from movies, but that's <laughs> okay. Um, well, listen, if if it was 20 right now, you know, ASU would obviously be within the 20, and they'd be above the the mark for covering the two leagues that do not have somebody in the top 20. Um. And you'd have uh, Fairbanks would literally be, uh, I, I guess you could say, one game out of the 20th spot held by Notre Dame. Based uh, on the numbers, if I'm reading You're going to irritate right, me again, aren't you? I was just going to go to break, and you just had to shove that well, knife listen, in me one listen, more game. Listen, listen. First of all, we should take a break because clearly. I got to take the knife out. Well, it's not even the knife. You, you've obviously carbo-loaded from the spaghetti shack for this show. <laughs> that I have. 
Okay, so I, I think my protein, you, two meatballs, protein. Yeah, so I, you know, and I get it. You're you're pacing yourself for a marathon here with all that with all those carbo loading things. So <laughs> uh, we should take a break so you can catch your breath because we have so much other stuff too. By the way, I know, but but I got to finish this one off. Where in the world did Notre Dame come to jump ahead of Fairbanks and anybody else up there? I mean, come on, come on. You you can't you know uh, anyway. I I uh, well it's your conference okay. thing again. Oh shut up! I don't want to hear about a conference. Okay. I don't want to hear another word about it. All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a break. We'll come right back because we got a Super Sixteen to bring you. We got polls to bring you, and we got much much more. We'll be right back. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel, Gensel. banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated, the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. From the nchc.tv studios, this is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to coast. Indeed it is. College hockey coast to coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Tempe, Arizona, just outside the front doors of the Spaghetti Shack. And by the way, Paul, uh, Joey's going to need to put a new door on there because people are coming in and out of here so fast and furious. It's their second anniversary, folks. If you want to come out and uh, get a $2 a half pound of spaghetti and uh, red sauce, and uh, you can add meatballs if you'd like uh, for a little extra or uh, garlic bread or whatever you'd like for your uh, protein. Feel free to do that. But second anniversary from our friends at Spaghetti Shack. And I said, you know what? I'm getting mine and I'm sitting outside because I do not have the chefs like uh, reside in the estate on Long Island, New York. Who's estate? Somebody has an estate? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Anyway, it, it's the estate of somebody who is now professionally developed. Well, I'd ask you to FedEx me some, but 
I can't get you to FedEx me anything. <laughs> can't see on tequila. No comment. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to call up Roger and see if he's ready to get back on board now that things are obviously looking up for the Cancion tequila, tequila fans. Anyway, I got this. Um, so anyway, we uh, we stepped away from the uh, the battle with the Pairwise, or at least I did. Uh, I don't know why. But um, I got to see what's going on with the Super 16 because um, – I'm looking at some numbers here from our right. one one and only Paul Hornstein. And uh, I'm just going to read them out to you. The guy in the estate. Here we go. Oh, I'm going to meet this guy. <laughs> Boston College holding on the number one spot, as you would expect after beating the number two team last week, Boston University. North Dakota has crept up at 18-6-2. Uh, Boston University, though, has somehow hung on to the number three spot. Well, how much do you penalize? How much do you penalize a team for losing to the number two team? I don't know. How about you give the number twenty team, a twenty win team, a little love or the, you know, whatever. Um, so they're third. Denver is your fourth team at seventeen seven and two. I don't know. I'm going to duke it out with you on these two. I don't think Boston University or Denver currently belong in the top four. Okay. I mean, I don't really see anybody else that could go in there. What's wrong with Wisconsin? They're 25 and 1. What more do you want Wisconsin to do? They've won 20 times with a first year head coach, five losses, one tie. Find me a team that's got more wins and fewer losses than the Wisconsin Badgers. And you have them at number eight. Right. That's a lot of spots between one and eight. Right. What did they do to deserve that? They lost wow. to the team that you you bumped up to eleven, the Michigan Wolverines. Well, they uh, lost one unfortunately, unfortunately for Wisconsin, they play in the Big Ten. <laughs> I thought that was the best conference college hockey by many. Uh, most people would be wrong. Okay, and now now here's where starting at number five. And then they'll uh, say, and then they'll say, oh, well, uh, uh, it's the most competitive, top to bottom. Mm. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, okay, here we go. Number five, Providence. 14 wins, seven losses, and you got them four spots ahead of Wisconsin, who's won six more games and lost two fewer? That's not straight wins and losses. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Well, because then you... Okay, okay I've well... seen Wisconsin and Providence play in person. I saw Wisconsin's second game of the year. I saw Providence mid-season, and I would put my money on Wisconsin every night. Sorry, Nate, but this year, the Badgers are better. Mm. Um, then you got Michigan State at six. You've got Quinnipiac at seven. Right. I don't really have a lot of problem with that because they're 17-6-3 and three and 17-6-2. and two. But right. then come those Wisconsin Badgers that don't deserve anything, apparently, for 20 victories, nope. five losses. And, and by the way, Nobody has uh, 19 victories. The next closest is 18. Right. So um, Wisconsin's got two wins up on everybody. Right. Um, then you have Maine at 16, 4, and 2. Again, a little weak from the standpoint that it's 16, 4, and 2. Um, you, uh, you need to play a few more games there, Maine. Mm. Um, Colorado College at 15, 8, and 1. Not going to really fight you on that. Only well, because of course not. Well, here's of why. Of course though. not. Here's why. 
because behind them you have Michigan 12, 9, and 3. And they belong there. They didn't even belong there. They didn't even belong in the 16. Uh, then you have the Gophers at 15, 7, and what, 4? I think CC's um, better than those teams right now. I know. And that's why they're ahead of them. A lot like Wisconsin is better than Denver, Providence, Michigan State, and Quinnipiac. Eh, no. Because <laughs> it doesn't, you don't play to win, is what you're saying. You right. play to look good. You play to, you play to tie and go into overtime. You play to look good. Yeah. <laughs> And anyway. speaking of look, and speaking of looking good, and I, and and I and I and I put it out there to my panel of judges. Oh, uh, side note here, Mister Czar, get those unis out. Get those jerseys and that uni out there that you, you wore like this that? weekend. Oh, baby, get that <laughs> out sweet. there. They were sweet. What they call them again? Do you see the name on what they call them? I don't them, know. Baby? I don't. Whatever it was, they were great. The Raiders, something like that. I gotta look whatever, that up. Whatever uh, it was, they were clean, classic, and bold without being. Hey, look at me. Yep, yep. Because nobody says, "Hey, look at me," like the Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, um, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Cornell. Ah, I'm sorry, Cornell. I like you a lot. Eleven wins. Yeah, but you can't punish wins. them for being in the Ivy League. Eleven restrictions. Ah, no. uh, they've, they've only they've only played twenty games. You can't punish them. Listen, I punish them enough for being in the Ivy League. I don't put them. I don't put any Ivy League teams in until they play some games. Well, I think eight less than the team that's or nine less than the team that's got the most wins in hockey right now is quite a few less. Again, you can't punish them for the for for their schools uh, following. And I know it's weird because the Ivy League is the league within the ECAC, but you can't punish them for that. I mean, that's not that's not the that's team's not, fault. That's not punishing. That's yeah, waiting. That's waiting until they have the wins. Again, they they beat Duluth twice. They beat ASU twice. Okay, uh, they, they took UMass to overtime. They got beat by ASU once. They did. They got beat by Colgate, though, too. So um, they did lose to Quinnipiac. You know, they they tied Team Tie in Dartmouth. Um, Everybody you know, so plays like Dartmouth to a tie. Huh? Everybody plays Dartmouth to a tie. I know. But, <laughs> you know, so it's not like. Okay. And then, then 14 is UMass. Love you, Greg Carvel. I do. But come on, man. 13 wins. Well, again, you need more wins. Parody, parody, <laughs> parody, <laughs> parody. How about you just play more games and win more games? Well, you know, I can't, I can't make them make their schedule. They played twenty-two games, so I mean, eventually they'll catch up, or maybe they won't. Okay. Who knows? Okay. Well, I'm just saying. It, they it played. Looks, the, the, listen, it looks a little they played, odd to see played, the twenty-one listen, team at eight. All right, all right but. You have BC, 23 games. BU, 23 games. Maine, 22 games. Providence, 23 games. Uh, Connecticut, 25. New Hampshire, 22. Vermont, 24. Northeastern, 23. I mean, they've played the same amount of games just about as everybody in their league. Well, then why are they 13 wins and why are they at number 14? Well, because they only have 13 wins. Okay. Well, what about the two teams behind them? RIT and Arizona State. They have 17 wins. 
Arizona right. State has the same number of losses. Right. IIT's got two more losses, but they've got four more wins. Right. So those wins don't count is what you're saying. Sure they do. That's why they're there. That's why they're 15 and 16 and behind teams that have, let me see how many teams have less wins than Arizona State and RIT. I'll throw them in the same boat right now. Well, you UMass one, Cornell is two, Goldberg is three, Michigan is four, Colorado College is five, Maine is six, Providence is seven, uh, Boston U is eight. If eight teams ahead of two teams that have 17 wins. You just said you can't punish teams like, like Cornell from being in the conference that right. they are. Well, you can't punish Arizona State for for playing an independent schedule because they're not in a conference right now. Um, but they're being punished. Well, they're being punished in this case by me, who's much harder on them than everybody else. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, they're a top 10 team. They are. A they top might be talent-wise top 10. What? They might be depth wise. They're top five still, but you have but to show, now, you'll have to show that to the coach. Like he asked. Yeah, I'll do that. Wins wise. They're uh, they're top 10 team. That's, that's what you do to play the game. You don't play it in a computer. And if you want to do that, there's plenty of computer games. You can play sure. to do your matchups, but um, you don't play, you play these on the ice, right? And every game that you play and every game that you win should count. And clearly, in Arizona State and RIT's uh, case, their wins are not counting nearly as much as UMass, Cornell, the Gophers, the Wolverines, they're, they're, and Providence. Those are the four, four or five teams I just named there that um, clearly their wins count a lot more than the Arizona State uh, Sun Devils and the RIT Tigers. And that's not the same Tigers. The other Tigers are the Colorado College. Tigers. Like I said, if you want to be a PA. Let's not forget it. Let's not forget it. (laughs) I haven't forgotten it. (laughs) They're the Tigers. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, um, so when you look at that, I don't know. You got the poll in front of you? The USCHO poll? Well, yeah, I mean, I do, yeah. Okay, because I've got the pairwise from the USCHO. Involved, and I'm going to read them off um, the top 16 teams that would make the tournament in the pairwise. And I know they won't officially because of the fact that there's auto bids. But Boston College holds down number one rank, North Dakota two, Boston University three, Maine four, Wisconsin five, Denver six, Michigan State seven, Quinnipiac eight, Minnesota nine, <laughs> oh, God. Providence ten, uh, UMass tied for 10th, basically 11th. Uh, Michigan 12, St. Cloud 13, Western Michigan 14, Cornell 15, New Hampshire 16. Oh, man, my heart hurts just reading these. And Arizona State basically 17th, percentage points below New Hampshire. And Colorado College uh, would not be in. Arizona State would not be in. Omaha would not be in. Notre Dame shouldn't be in. Alaska, Notre Dame, 13, 11, and 2. They're barely above the 500 mark. One weekend series of losses, and they're 500 again. Where is this coming from? Where is it coming from? 
And then you look at Minnesota Duluth. They're one, one game below 500, and they've climbed all the way to 26. If they go on a six-game winning streak, they're going to be in the top 20. Well, again. And they're going to be five games over. Not 12 games over, five. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Again, I am sitting here and I'll tell you that, you know, I don't think the Big Ten is the best conference. People want to say that, but I don't agree with it. I don't know. They, they, also, want, they also want to sit there and say, oh, um, uh, top to bottom. No, it's it's not. You're going to top to bottom? And, yeah, no, I don't think it is. No, I know it's not. So I know it's not. But I think the pairwise, for the most part, the top eight teams are legit. Um, and that would, again, be Boston College, North Dakota, BU, Maine, Wisconsin, Denver, Michigan State, and Quinnipiac. If you seeded them one through eight in any order, I wouldn't have an argument with any of it. It's nine through 16 that I really have a problem with because – Minnesota, 15-7-4. and four. Providence, as I said, 14-7-2. and two. Massachusetts, 13-6-3. Michigan, 12-9-3. and three. They are basically a weekend sweep from being 500 also. St. Cloud, 11-8. They're not much better. Michigan, Western Michigan, 15-8-1. Cornell, 11-4-4. New Hampshire, 13-8-1. If I'm Arizona State and even Colorado College, I'm going like, how in the world do 11-win teams, 13-win teams, 9-win teams, 12-win teams, how, how are they ahead of us? Explain it, somebody. Uh, I can't do that. And again, at the end of the year, you might be able to look at the conference strengths and you might be able to say, okay, well, here's, here's why, here's why, here's why. But right now, you have to do away with this BS because everybody that looks at it thinks it's a joke. They think it's an absolute joke. They'll probably agree with me and they'll say top eight, place many way you want. But that next eight, <laughs> no, there's a lot of proving to do, starting with Minnesota, Providence, UMass, Michigan, St. Cloud, Western Michigan, Cornell, New Hampshire. You all have things to prove right now, then you haven't proven it yet. Hey, I'm just going to sit here and tell you <laughs> that, again, I don't, I, 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 I'm not against what you're saying. I'm just, you know, telling you that, um, that, you know, the, the system has flaws. We know that. We obviously uh, have seen them. And well, and apparently, apparently the voters do too, because I just pulled up the USCHO poll. And right. um, again, the top nine, with the exception of Maine, I'm not sold on Maine. I just am not sold on Maine. Um, Boston College, North Dakota, Boston University, Wisconsin, Denver, Maine, Quinnipiac, Michigan State. Only one in there I've got a problem with is Maine, because I, they, and they got a first place vote by somebody, believe somebody. it or not. Somebody's a diehard there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so anyway, um, then you go eight, Michigan State. I don't know. Well, I mean, nine, Minnesota. Michigan State, you're in. I like you. You're good. You're solid. You've proved something. <laughs> Providence, I'm not sure about you. Uh, you know, you got to win more than 14. 
Um, UMass, 13. Michigan with 12 wins. I mean, you want to talk about bias? There's your bias East right Coast there. bias, baby. East Coast bias. Yeah. <laughs> How about Big Ten bias? What? And Colorado College is in at 14. But still, Arizona State is behind St. Cloud. They have six more wins, two fewer losses, the same amount of ties, and they can't climb above them. And it's not close, Paul. It's not close in this voting because no. St. Cloud's got 257 points and Arizona State's got 192. Hey, That's uh, a lot of point difference. Hey, you know, I'm just... Goodness gracious. I mean, it's embarrassing. It really is because as a person who loves this game and has loved this game for 50 years, this is really, it's really sad that it looks like this. And at some point in time, somebody has to step up and do something because it's way out of whack. It is way, way, way out of whack. Have I said enough? No, well, <laughs> I, 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 it, Again, we agree that things are a little out of whack. I know we agree, but when are we going to get people that make the decisions to agree? and, and Or at least agree to make us let us make the decisions. Yeah, I like that. I like that. If they want to do that, yeah, okay. Um, so anyway, one quick reminder. Again, you still got another half an hour or so to get into the spaghetti fac uh, factory, spaghetti shack yeah. right here on Rural Road. By the way, that's and Guadalupe. By the way, but let's 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 clarify. Let's make sure that people understand that is if you're listening on the Podbean app live right now. Yeah, correct. Record on January 29th. Yeah, yep. You know, if it's not January 29th, you're too late. If you come later, you just pay the regular price, but you still get some great food. So there, it's great food. Yeah, but still, you you know, we don't want to, we don't want them to be able. We don't want people to go there and say, well, I said on this podcast uh, that. True, true. $2, right. so it's, Monday you know, night. and it's the middle of July. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, Good let's point. Make sure. Okay. Um, all right. What else you got uh, on your uh, bag of tricks there? My bag of tricks? Yeah. You got anything in your bag of tricks? Well, um, Jeff Merrick, who works for TSN. Uh-huh. And does uh, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast with Elliot Friedman? Um, is saying that um, the NHL C the CHL NHL prospects game that they've played for a while now is not going to be anymore. And next year, uh, at least that's the rumor uh, that they're going to replace that game with a weekend series, I guess, between those same prospects or some of them from the CHL's teams, which would be, you know, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, um, you know, most of them that are in the middle of the country east because I don't think they count uh, the Alberta or the British Columbia Hockey League, BCHL and the HC, you know, whatever those leagues are. Um against the U.S. prospects, which I guess would be from the USHL and maybe some from the NAHL uh, in a two-game series. I think that'd be very interesting. 
especially with you know the constant. And I'm guessing that would also now. include the US NDTP or right national well, development team. Uh, well, no, I don't know. I mean, I guess some of those players would be on that team. Well, they pl- they play against US- USHL opponents. Yeah, I, I get that. But, again, I don't think we're talking about that same level. Okay. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't – obviously, I don't have any details. Uh, we're just kind of spitballing here based yeah. on what we can see. Interesting in stuff. Did you see anything else going on in Tennessee, by the way? Well, and I'm just saying, I, I think that would be a good thing, especially since we always hear, we've been hearing a lot about how um, with NIL and things that maybe the NCAA will allow CHL players to switch. I don't know. Okay, but quickly uh, then, now that you brought that up, very quickly, your thoughts. Would that change things? Would team Would players come to the NCAA from the CHL, if if that yeah, happened, they, would. And they were allowed to do it. I think they would. I, I well, think it would what be would a, be their advantage? I think it would be a slow trickle at first, and I'm not saying it wouldn't go the other way around too. But, um, I mean, I'm not saying it'll be a hurricane, you know, a, a, a tsunami yeah. either. You'll have some. Wouldn't be a tidal wave. It wouldn't be a king tide, as we like to say in Carlsbad. No. no. Okay. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I think you'd see some of it. I think you'd see some players that are not happy in the CHL come back to this side of the border and play college hockey. And I think you, you'd have players who say we're struggling academically, say, I'm just going to go play in the CHL. So you might see that. Okay. Anybody um, making waves in Tennessee by a chance? I know um, this is not a ACHA or a well, yeah, non but it, it does there's... kind of affect NCAA hockey. What's know, happening? That's, that's the goal, right? I mean, we, I, I've seen reports in the last couple of days that uh, the first known player is going to Tennessee State to play on their, which apparently is going to be a thing next season for sure. Um, according to the school, um, their first player has publicly come out and said, I'm going to go play there Okay. for their, for their um, ACHA team or AAU team, depending on which way they, uh, which way they go. Um, Xavier Abel, a player who played for Drury. ACHA D2 currently, but ACHA D1 yes. next year. Um, is, is has apparently left the team and is, is enrolled to Tennessee State. Um, some of the websites and Twitter posts and Twitter uh, feeds that follow the school. Is Twitter still around, by the way, are. or is it X now? It's still Twitter. It's always going to be Twitter. Um, uh, has uh, reported that they're close to naming their coach. Yeah, rumors uh, are and apparently, circulating. I'm sorry. Rumors are circulating. Yeah, uh, the, the website HBCU. The, the the website HBCU Sports uh, put that out there last week, and apparently they've decided to just stay with our buddy Nick Guerrero as the director of hockey operations, at least for now. 
So, um, because, you know, so, um, it's, you know, it's there. I mean, it's, I, I and I don't want to sit here and say it had anything to do with it. I, I, I don't know. I, again, a speculation, right? When, when Austin P announced their ACHA program, that might've put a little burr in the saddle. Or push. There could have been a push. Or push from a certain <laughs> team that wears gold and white and silver. Who spent some money trying to set this up. Okay. Cool. I like it. We'll keep our so, eyes focused on that. And again, uh, remember, yeah. their goal is to, I mean, you know, unlike other schools that don't come right out and say it, their goal is to go NCAA. So it at does some, does fit in the show. At here. some point in time, that's what they say. That's what they say, two or three years. Okay, let's not go two or three years yet. Let's go. That's what they say. That's what I just said. <laughs> not two or three years. Let's just go with that's what they say. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how fast things move along because um, – there's a certain NHL team right here in the market that I'm in right now, which said they were only going to be at Mullet for two years. Maybe that's, they're that, right. That's a different. That's a different. Maybe show. they're right. That's a different show. Maybe they're plan right. B. There's definitely a Plan B, Plan C. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. They've always said that. And, and let me tell you this as well: there is an NHL All Star game being played this weekend. Cool. I'm going to be at the AHL All Star game on nice. Sunday and Monday. So uh, you'll be talking to me next week from San Jose, California. Yeah, my son's not going to be happy about that. Isn't there a way? How you do you know the way to San Jose? Yeah, there's a song like that. Yeah, you and Dion <laughs> Warwick. I found the way to San Jose. Yeah, well, whatever. All right. Um, I, I guess that's it. We don't have anything more to say tonight. Well, we so actually we'll do. We just night. don't have the time. Okay. Well, we'll say it tomorrow night. Right. Tomorrow night is College Hockey West Weekly, so take it away, my friend. Uh, from the NCHC.TV studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. And Liberty University, strengthen your faith in your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app, proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly, with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top for dinner or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are, the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or for download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing to ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. And, again, big shout-out to Spaghetti Shack and Joey and all the guys and gals uh, for putting up with me as uh, I podcast outside but eat the food from the inside. It's good stuff. Good night, everybody.